Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, you're here with 20-something, 40-something, Maria and Natasha. Maria, say what up. Hey, everyone. How are you guys doing? So we're here to um, talk about listening to your gut and what that really means. So what do you think that means, Maria? I was just trying to like figure that out right before we started recording because I think when it comes to your gut feeling, whether... I think it's like overall in general, right? So not just specifically like relationship wise, but even when it comes to friendships or something that, you know, I mean, examples that my mom has always given me too is like, if your friends are about to go do something and like, it seems a little, you know, like dangerous or something that you shouldn't be doing and like you feel it like inside you, you just have that feeling. It's like, it's for a reason, you know, you should listen to it because that's your gut trying to obviously like help you out get you out of like any bad situation and just trying to warn you but a lot of us sometimes <laughs> she decided to play with the elephant now fucking dog man my dog in the background is playing with her little squeaky toy <laughs> um you can go ahead and yeah. finish it i made sure to tuck the kids away and this motherfucker just <laughs> squeaking in the background so there has been lots of times especially when I was young where something was going on um and like Maria was saying whether it was you know my friend saying okay we're gonna go out on this night and I would just have this like uneasy feeling in my stomach and almost like a little voice in my head and no I'm not schizophrenic but you know just saying maybe you should just stick home. And, uh, you know, I would find that, you know, if I ignored that voice in my head or that feeling in my stomach and I went, then some shit would go down. So, um, yeah, you know, as I got older and, you know, I have been navigating my way through life, I started realizing, you know, I should really, really start listening to... You know, that feeling or that uneasiness that comes up. Um, Were you about to say something? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out specifically how to describe that, like, gut feeling. And I, like, couldn't really put it into words. But I had, like, researched it and stuff like that. And it can be many different things that you, like, feel. Um, It can be, like, tension or tightness in your body, goosebumps, or even, like, butterflies. And that just sinking sensation like in your stomach so it can be a lot of different things when it comes to like actually having that feeling um i can use i can use but like the example from kind of the last podcast that we had when it came to like just the narcissistic and like how to deal with that and stuff like that uh i went in relationships and like getting cheated on and lied to i always had that feeling like deep deep down I knew that something was wrong because my mind I was just overthinking my mind was not at ease like I felt really uncomfortable and I had this weird feeling like in my stomach and I was like why am I feeling this and a lot of the times I ignored it I was like you know it's it's just a stupid feeling like I'm sure everything's fine and I would tell myself oh this is me overthinking right like this is me getting in my head also because this specific person made me feel that way telling me you're always in your head you're always overthinking you always want to talk blah 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 this and that 
so i kind of conditioned myself like yeah it's me i'm overthinking so let me stop doing that but no it was the gut feeling that i had telling me and warning me like yo something's wrong like you need to wake up but i definitely learned to listen to it yeah and i remember i think it was what like a year ago how long have you been where we are working right now almost two years yeah so it's been yeah it was like a year year, yeah i remember like a year ago you had or so you had come to me and was saying how you know i guess you've had issues with a certain person and um you know you're trying to give the relationship a chance and you know you went back and or i didn't i didn't know the exacts because you know for obvious reasons you were kind of you know holding back and you know that's your right obviously that's your you know uh personal shit but i had given you the advice that if you're going to give someone a chance if they made a quote-unquote mistake that you have to give them that chance and you can't try to control the situation by like looking after him you know at all times you you can't do that because um I think my fucking lawnmower guy's here. <laughs> Even when we're Every not outside. time, man. <laughs> like, what else? Bulldozers. <laughs> guy with a fucking, what do you call them? Them chainsaws. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so I told you, you have to give this guy a chance, you know, if you're going to give him a chance. Um, that's a choice that you make. And... You know, I, and I would do that too. Like, I would know blatantly, like, someone had cheated or done wrong. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, give me a chance. And my so called giving them a chance was looking through every fucking thing their, yeah. their, their fucking wallet, their pockets, everything, going through dirty clothes, trying to see if maybe he forgot a number in his pocket, just anything. Literally. I would, I would, like, I caught myself doing the same exact thing because kind of what you're telling me you know yeah if you're gonna give that person a chance actually do it obviously you didn't know that this was multiple chances that were given for two years but i yeah i would like i didn't go through his phone because the guy changed his passcode and whatever i kind of gave up on that but going through like pockets when it came to his work pants um going through like what else was it even like his shirt, like his work shirts that had like pockets and stuff like that, or Smelling trying to find clothes. trying to find like any numbers. Like sometimes he had paperwork from work, mm-hmm. and it was like specifically to whatever he was working on that day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let me see, like if there's a number written down here. And I'm like, what am I? Why? Like, oh, it was just so toxic. Right. Yeah. And I and I did the same thing in my um, one of my relationships. I would go through fucking everything saying that I'm giving him a second or third or fourth chance. And I'm looking for fucking pieces of hair, maybe left behind. You know, when he is asleep, I'm getting his car keys going through his car. Going through his car. Yeah, like I'm a fucking like CSI (laughs) detective and shit. Like, where do we draw the line in this situation? Because... If you really sit and think about it, your gut is going off for a reason, all right? And no matter the amount of, you know, checking behind you're going to do if they want to cheat on you. Yeah. Or they want to disrespect you, whatever. They're going to. So then it's up to you. But, and and here's where it's kind of like, it, it it's a mind fuck as well, is that 
okay, so I'm going to pull back and I'm just going to trust and your stomach is firing off and just something doesn't feel right and you're irritable and because your soul's not at peace because your soul knows it knows that specifically yeah no matter how many times like that exact feeling that you just explained it's like your soul is just not at peace like you're literally just not at peace at all there's not one little like moment of just calmness that you feel because you're just always fired up always big or small like and what you're saying if they're gonna cheat on you they're going to cheat on you whether you're with them in person whether you're not with them like it's gonna happen so i feel like you just have to trust yourself that you're gonna have that strength to be able to like if you know that it's gonna happen and if it is happening that you're gonna be able to walk away yeah so you know, me, I, and I ignored my feelings in many different uh, situations in my life um, because I thought, well, you know, they're going to see that I'm being nice and trying to give them a chance. So maybe they'll do right by me. Nah, they're not going to do right by you. If they're going to be fucked up, guess what? They're going to be fucked up even when you're super sweet, super kind and giving. Have you ever had a gut feeling like... Besides relationships, when it comes to, like, family, too? Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I remember, like, I mean, even uh, the gentleman, well, the, the guy that molested me, I hate to say this, but it happens, you know, we can't choose our family. And he had his own issues that I'll get into at another time. But the guy that molested me, was the same guy that held the guns to my head and he was my half brother, same dad, different mom. And he was way older than me and I was five, he was 19. And I just remember, even as a little girl, feeling uncomfortable around him. But because of the way I was raised, you gotta, you know, uh, love, you know, like respect your elders and, you know, love your family and, you know, the family is everything. So I was like, well, he's my elder. He's my brother. He's my older brother. So I'm going to have to trust him. And even as a little girl, not knowing my ass from a hole in the ground, I'm new to in life. I had that gut feeling that something was off. I remember just feeling uncomfortable around him, but forcing myself you know, to be nice because that's how my mommy was, you know, raising me to be. And I got molested. And I got a gun put to my head. Now, yeah, I was a kid. So some of you are going to be like, well, what are you going to do as a child in that situation? Talk to a parent? Talk to a, a, a teacher at school? You know, but I didn't, I ignored my gut feeling time and time again because he's my family. I don't think I've I was trying to think to see if I've had like a specific gut feeling with like family family I can't remember one specifically but I can definitely say like friends of parents too Mm -hmm. when it came to especially just because like you know back in Ecuador or whatever um it's obviously in, you know, in every Hispanic country and stuff, going out, staying out late, drinking, and, like, parents being out with their friends and stuff. So I don't remember, like, it was a couple of things of, like, dad's friends that just, I never really had a good, like, gut feeling about them and just made you feel really uncomfortable. But 
like you said, you're a kid <laughs> and you're young. So it's like, what, what do you, you know, what do you do at that age besides talk to your parents? And hopefully you have the type of parents that do listen and acknowledge that, like what you're saying to them and communicating to them and they take it seriously. But if not, and it gets ignored, then it's like, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. And that's, um, you know, one of our uh, podcast things that we did I don't remember which one it was, but it was about, you know, basically when you're raising your children and they say, I don't want to kiss or hug auntie or hug uncle or whatever, instead of forcing them, allow that. Because when you allow it, you know, allow the child, you know, you respect the child's feeling, sit down and talk to them. Find out exactly what it is. It could be something, a little misunderstanding, or it could be something simple, or it could be something serious. So when you talk to your child, you're actually telling them, you're teaching them to listen to their gut feeling and not to ignore it. And I really feel that this will help them um, better in life um, because that was my, you know, my issue growing up. So I get into these relationships and. You know, the relationship started off great, like all, all of them do, and then it becomes abusive, and or there's, you know, cheating, or whatever the case. And I always, or even like when you're getting to know them, I'm sorry I'm kind of everywhere right now, but even when you're getting to know somebody, and there's a saying that says, you know, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them the first time. Mm-hmm. So... You know, when you're talking to, like, a guy or a girl and they're telling you some fucked up shit or they do something, you know, like, snap at you, you know, or push you and then say, man, I'm sorry, I was just having a really bad day or... That's where you have to start really, like, listening to your your gut, your, your brain, um, paying attention, um... And I think these are very important things in life. You know, those types of people that are doing this, they will be the first one to tell you, man, stop acting crazy. You're always trying to make problems. You're always bringing (laughs) drama. They're the first ones to tell you that. You know, someone's, you know, telling you something or doing something and they really just had a bad day and they made a mistake. They'll apologize and, you know, and you'll be able to talk to them without feeling guilty about your feelings. Your feelings will be valid, you know, whether it's, you know, warranted or not. I mean, people that love you and respect you are going to want you to feel safe and comfortable. But having someone say, man, you're always creating problems. Well, you shouldn't have looked through my phone and you wouldn't have found anything. So it's your fault. It's like, what the fuck is that shit? it's crazy how much you like fall into it mm-hmm. and then you really do start blaming yourself yeah yeah it's, it's, it's so hard yeah yeah and you know um it always irritated me when people on the outside of your world on the outside of the box say why can't she see what he's doing <laughs> why what's the matter with her well she deserves this shit cause she's just staying in it like, try to step outside of your own box and think, damn, if I was in her situation and, and in love with someone and they started acting different, 
I might, I might try to give them a chance because I'm in love with them, you know, or I love them or I care for them, you know. So people are so quick to judge and point and yeah, you don't really, you don't really like truly understand it or see it if you're you've never been actually like in that same situation because I've been in the position of like. I've seen friends go through that or people go through that. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, why doesn't she just walk away? Like, why doesn't he just walk away? Like, why all that pain and suffering? Like, no, self-love, like, self-worth, all these things. But when you're actually in the situation, it's so hard to get out. Yeah. Like, it's just because you love the person. So you're just blinded with all that. So every disrespect that comes your way and all of these things all together, it's like, oh, it's okay. You know, you just shrug your shoulders. It's fine. It'll get better. Yeah, but we excuse nope. it or we take the blame or we let the blame be yeah. put on us. And that gut feeling's always there. Mm-hmm. You just got to learn to listen to it, not ignore it. You know, and like with my first uh, marriage, it's so funny because I really say my kids gave me a lot of the of the power and the oomph in my life to like get things together or get out of bad situations. So I really, I really say, you know, my kids have been my saving grace, but you know, when I was in my situation with my first husband and as it was progressing, you know, it was getting worse and I was actually bucking back cause I was getting tired of it, you know? and. I would start like thinking in my head, like, seriously, this is not, this is not right. I shouldn't be treated this way. I'm I'm doing this, that, and this, and I'm still being treated this way. And now he's putting his hands on me over something so dumb and trivial, like that we could have just talked about, you know, so now I'm blaming myself for being so stupid. But once I'm, you know, starting to get out of the situation or I'm starting to lose my love for him. Now I'm looking back almost with clearer eyes because I'm stepping out of this like so-called so-called box. And I'm like, why the, f- why the fuck did I just deal with all of that? I knew something was off. I knew it wasn't going to change. And, um, and especially like once I finally divorced him and I lived on my own, you know, and I was with my child, you know, going through my daily things. And I look back on the whole situation and I just be like, God, I am so happy I'm out of that. I mean, and don't get me wrong, like there would be times, nights when I would cry and wish that things were better. And I start to, you know, slide back and fall into that. Maybe if I would have done this or that. But man, I just, I just had to really learn to listen to you know that feeling in my stomach but then of course i went through it like three more times but every <laughs> me too but every every time is like different but it's really not you know we get again being in that box you get so like caught up in the little things like well he didn't hit me but this guy just cussed at me so it may, it's not as bad as getting hit so and then we excuse it but it's really the same fucked up shit. And that's what also one of the things that you said in one of the podcasts, the universe won't stop teaching you that lesson until you learn it. 
Mm-hmm. Like until you understand it fully a hundred percent and learn it. Yeah. Cause that yeah. kind of made me just start thinking a lot more too. Like why have I gone through all of these things and it's always the same exact thing. Like when it just came to relationships and I asked myself why, like I'm a good person. Like, am I doing something wrong? But once you're at that point where you finally kind of have the strength to leave, walk away and realize it and just open your eyes and everything is so much more like clear. You're like, Oh, you know, it just makes more sense. Yeah. And you learn something new from each different experience. But I mean, also, I mean, yeah, we can work on, you know, listening, listening to our guy and, you know, just being assertive and I mean, shit, if you got to take notes, because sometimes we'll have this like love amnesia, like, we'll, you know, we'll be like, oh, look, we're having such a great day today and I feel so in love and he holds my hand wherever we go and holds the door open for me and it's been so great and, you know, all this lovey-dovey shit and then we we forget, oh, he did, he did just punch me in the face like last week, you know, as I'm still covering up my black eye with my makeup. You know, like that love amnesia is some motherfucker. I haven't heard of that. I just made it up. Oh, I was about to Google it. <laughs> I was like, love amnesia. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be a thing. It just came out of my ass. I just, I like, brought it up. But, um, you know, they say, like, women that have babies, like, they, they get this a certain type of amnesia. Like, you forget how painful it is. So, we just keep having the babies. <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of like that with, you know, fucked up people that we love. I guess relationship amnesia. When, oh, you, when you keep forgetting what's really going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what you said. When you can't remember ever loving someone as much, yeah. Yeah. And and you can be you can be so caught up in that you can't see clearly. Yeah. Oh, God damn. And it, it always it always amazed me how you know, family, friends will do this where you become their topic of their conversations. <laughs> you know what Natasha's going through right now? I would never deal with that. So dumb. The judgment. Yeah, the judgment, exactly. I, I can't believe she's putting her kids through that. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, you're right. Like, it was bad. You know, it was, it was a fucked up situation. But as soon as your ass gets in it, I don't know what to do. Well, remember so when you true, were talking yeah. shit about me? You know, and I'm not, I'm not trying to act like anyone's better than the other but we have to really check ourselves when we're the people outside of the box seeing somebody that's in a bad situation don't sit there and point fingers or talk down to the person but give them love give them an open space to to talk because support them yeah because they're they're having to process it's a very fucked up shit with this person that they love very much that's hard in itself you know and if you start pointing fingers and talking about how dumb they are and they feel that like you don't think that people know that you're talking about them they know they feel it or they'll hear it from some idiot that you know lets it all out but now what you're doing is you're actually helping you're actually helping the abuser by further isolating the victim. The victim who is your loved one. 
your friend or your whoever, you know, you're further isolating them. So the best thing to do is when you're dealing with someone, you have a family or friend that's dealing with a really bad situation and you know it, you can't force them to leave that. You just can't. It has to be on their own time because if you're forcing or giving or giving ultimatums, what? Damn. Yeah. Like, he wants to make sure he clears the clippings. I appreciate it. Dedication. Okay. Yeah. And, and you're forcing them or you're making them feel forced and they're going to not feel safe to go to you. They're going to feel judged by you. You know, so you got to give them a safe place, whether it's your children, your friend, your cousin, whatever the case, you got to give them a safe place. I mean, you could say, hey, you know, I think you really deserve better and I'm I'm upset for you, but I'm never upset at you. And I'm always going to be here so you could, you know, feel heard because, I mean, talk therapy is the best. It is the fucking best. I don't care if the person you're talking to is not a therapist. If you, if they just shut the fuck up and let you sit and talk, sometimes we can come to our own conclusion when we hear ourselves say the shit that we do. And then when they finally, when that, you know, victim, when that, they are surrounding my house. (laughs) I don't know where it's coming from at this point anymore. (laughs) What the hell was I saying? You gotta give him a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> what the lawnmower guy? <laughs> I don't even well, know. you were saying, um, just give me that support to friends or family if you know anyone that's going through that. Because that's exactly what you did with me and what you're still doing. Like opening up about everything that happened in a two year relationship and all the negativity and all that stuff. Like, I was holding all that in. I never really told anyone. And when I finally told Natasha, it was like a weight off my shoulders being able to express everything that was going on. And she didn't make me feel pressured and walking away from something. She just made me feel heard, like protected, that like support that was there. Because I couldn't, I don't, I couldn't have done it by myself. Honestly, I think if I didn't say that to her, and because I know that she's also been through the same things and like a lot worse, I probably would have still been stuck in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just so happy that you did go ahead and open up to me. Um, you know, and that's why, like, of course I was mad. And when you, you have somebody that opens up to you, they're trusting in you, something that's very vulnerable to them. And you know, the fact that they're telling you lets you know right then and there that they are starting to see it as a problem. So you need to acknowledge that, you know, because that helps to empower them a little bit instead of saying, why the fuck would you put up with all that shit? Why didn't, why didn't you leave years ago when this was happening? That's, that doesn't help them. It doesn't. It makes them retract. Like, I can't... God, I can't talk to her. She made me feel like I'm a fucking idiot. Maybe I am. And now that I'm a fucking idiot, maybe I'll just stay with this. Because I don't want to tell anyone else. And now and now this person is continuing to get abused. Or ends up fucking losing their mind and then kills the abuser. And now they're serving time in jail or whatever the case. It happens, though. It's not me being melodramatic. It happens. This shit happens. So, 
Yeah, definitely, you know, as a family member, friend, you know, being being a safe spot, you know, for that person to talk. You know, so when you told me and, you know, all I could do was tell you about things that I went through and, and you could basically compare notes. And there was a couple of times where you're like, how did you know he was going to do that next? Because your motherfucker is a narcissist like my ex motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> so they pretty much, you know, do pretty much the same thing in a nutshell. Literally. You know, so I had to keep telling you my stories in hopes that a light will continue to burn brighter and brighter and brighter in your head. And, you know, you get it. But I, there was also times where I was like, are you doing this because you feel like like I'm pressuring you or is this something that you want to do? Yeah, it was definitely something that I know that was long overdue. I had to do it. I wanted to do it. And I think just knowing that I had that support system helped a lot because it was scary. It was different. It was new. It was every type of emotion and it was a lot. So, no, it was very helpful having someone to talk to that. And you didn't judge me, you know, so who wouldn't want to talk to anyone to like judge them? Right. It's never easy to talk to anyone like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. So, yeah, with, you know, the the uh, relationships that I had, the long term, you know, serious relationships, you know, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. So when you, you finally step out of that messy ass box and you look back, you're like, why the hell didn't I see that? You know, and it's that's not necessarily a time for you to beat yourself up about it, because that that is something that we um you know that we go through we'll sit back and look at the time that we wasted and we're like you know i wasted so much time on this person and i'm so mad at them and i'm so mad at myself and you know i could have would have should have and look you can't do that you can't you just can't go backwards hindsight is 2020 so what you do with the new knowledge is put it in in a special place in your brain you know apply that to your gut feeling and use it moving forward you know um and and that's what i you know i had to do and as time went by i actually started getting a little bit better at listening to that that feeling that i had inside that something is off And um, I feel like I read people pretty good for the most part because of that. So that, that is, if, if you're smart about it, you can actually turn the shit around to help you and, and make you very like, like you can understand, you know, a little bit better on how the world works and how people work. And then, then you decide from there. Okay. Yeah. I remember this feeling not really feeling this mm-hmm. person. Um, it was nice knowing you take care by, and then you just go your other way because yeah. you're not you're not obligated to be in anyone's life. You know, you got to put yourself first, and just like the main kind of topic about listening to your gut feeling and knowing what it means. I think, like, the more you kind of 
learn about yourself and like how to listen to it and then whenever you meet all these different types of people it gets easier like just that specific feeling and you learn from everything that happened so you just kind of learn to not put yourself ever again in any position like that you know and of course people that are messed up in this way um gaslighters narcissists what have you they're going to come in different in many different shapes and forms mm -hmm. so it's about deciphering because it's not going to be so uh cut and paste <clears throat> it's about kind of deciphering uh you know like um getting in between the layers you know like reading in between the lines and um and then also you know if you voice your concern to a specific person and they say you're crazy and they try to like just ignore or that's a red flag right there yeah that's that's a that's, red flag that's already a bad start yeah yeah so um yeah i i, I think you know we should really start listening to that feeling in our tummy, um, to those butterflies that we may get, or, you know, that little voice in your head, or just you thinking, 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 and don't, don't, you know, um, second guess yourself. Just really start honing into how to listen. Yeah. Yeah, trust yourself. Learn to trust yourself. And don't ignore that feeling. If you ever feel it with anyone, relationship, family, friends, whatever it is, even a job, <laughs> like just any situation at all, learn to listen to it. Yeah. And you know, and just because you see other people, you know, happy around a certain person or happy in a job. But if you have that feeling, that's because that job is not for you. It's not meant for you. That's not part of your journey. Mm -hmm. So go another way. Find something that sits right with your soul. All right, that's it. That was a good-ass podcast. All right, um, <laughs> thanks for listening, and until next time. See you guys next time. Bye. Peace.